0: Hi, this is Brendan, and thanks for listening to The Collect Call. As I was editing this week's episode, I realized that for the second consecutive week, we have talked about cats much more than our listeners really deserve. So first, I'm coming on before the show to apologize in advance. But second, I thought that our non-cat listeners deserved something special for their trouble. So we've added on a song at the very end from The Escalators called Cats and Dogs Living Together. The song is not discernibly about cats or dogs, but it's really good, so I encourage you to listen all the way to the end. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show.
1: podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 Movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. My name's Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky.
0: And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. We are thrilled to have a return of last week's special guest. Marlena, do you want to say who you are?
2: My name is Marlena Maynard. I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of Church of the Holy Communion, which is an Episcopal church in Memphis, Tennessee.
0: Well, thank you for being back with us this week.
2: Yes. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Well, this podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. Now, Collect is kind of a funny-sounding word, but actually, it's just another word for prayer, and it's spelled like Collect, as in, you might collect... Canned cat food from Red Barn Naturals, including Tricky Chicky Chicken Stew, grain-free with parsley, carrots, and cranberries. Salmon and Delilah made with lean cuts of salmon, fresh carrots, parsley, and cranberries. Or beefapalooza Palooza Beef Stew with broccoli, carrots, and your cat's favorite food, cranberries.
1: <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> have have it, I know you have a cat too, Marlena. Have you
2: ever seen your cat eat a cranberry? I have never seen my cat eat a cranberry, but I have never offered my cat a cranberry. So <laughs> that might be the problem.
1: <laughs> that could be, that could be the problem.
0: Yeah. I, I, I just know that like my cats, you know, we've been feeding them fancy feast this whole time. And what they actually wanted was broccoli, carrots and cranberries. Who yes.
1: <laughs> you know, oh, if only they could talk. <laughs> When I cook, it seems like my cat is most excited when I make meat of some sort. But maybe he's just trying to tell me that he really wants broccoli, carrots, and cranberries.
0: (laughs) Well, I have to say that this week's collection has the most tangential of connections to this week's collect. This week we're praying for the stewardship of all creation. This was... A collection about stewed cat food
2: all of the ingredients are from creation though i think it i think it works Ooh, nice. fair point
0: yeah i'll take that
2: i was trying to f- to come <laughs> up with the
1: salmon and delilah like maybe there's some like biblical tie-in <laughs> i don't know So this week's Collect is one where we are talking about the stewardship of all creation. It is uh, another one of those that can be found in the section of the Book of Common Prayer, which I don't have right next to me, but it's right after the Collects for the Saints' Days. It's the
0: Collects for Various Occasions.
1: Various Occasions. That's what it is.
0: Holly, we are supposed to be the authority... On collects in this church right now. Now that Marian Hatchett is no longer with us, so yes. um, you're you're undermining our credibility here. I just
1: that is I, just you could pretty much clip that little segment and play it during
0: every podcast. <laughs>
1: Holly, you're
2: undermining our credibility. <laughs> <laughs> And then I would tweet at you and say, stop with the negative stuff." <laughs> it's true, you <laughs> Because would. you know things. That was you. And we like listening to you. <laughs> that was me, yeah. That's right.
1: I like to see my role as more of the everyman <laughs> listening. You, you see the colic through my less knowledgeable
2: eyes, maybe. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think it's an act for the sake of the show. You do. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a device. <laughs> it totally is.
1: That's so true. Well,
0: we we did prove what maybe 6 weeks ago that you know more than Derek Olson and me yes! about whether or not there are collects of the week addressed to the second person of the Holy Trinity.
1: That was good times. <laughs> Speaking of collects, should we pray this week's collect? Let's do it. You can find this one on page 259. O merciful creator, your hand is open wide to satisfy the needs of every living creature. Make us always thankful for your loving providence and grant that we, remembering the account that we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of your good gifts. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 So there, every living creature has needs. Some of those needs might be cranberries. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, I got it. And some of those creatures might be cats. Right?
0: Yep. So, Holly, I thought that what you uncovered about this prayer in Hatchet was fascinating.
1: Yes, it is pretty interesting. So this is a newer version of a collect that first appeared in the 1928 prayer book. And at that time it was not called For the Stewardship of All Creation. It was called For Faithfulness in the Use of This World's Goods, but it originated as a prayer included in the Book of Offices, which I know nothing about. I don't I don't know what that means, but apparently there was a, a Book of Offices proposed to the 1889 General Convention. And at that time, this prayer was captioned, For the Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Look, rich people need prayers, too. And this was apparently the one that the uh, 1889 general convention thought was appropriate.
0: Well, and it's interesting to read in that context. If you do read it as a prayer for those who have, whether they've earned it or gotten lucky, uh, a disproportionate share of the world's assets, it, it is clearly calling those with wealth to be responsible with it.
1: When you read it that way, you know, that little clause about we remember the account that we must one day give comes into clearer focus. Yeah. God's gonna call you out if you didn't serve the poor in the way that you should have. So <laughs> listen up, rich people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me step back for a second. What do you what do you guys think about this college?
2: I really like the point that I believe it was you, Holly, the question about this image about God's hand being open wide, what that means in the face of a world where some where some people live in extreme poverty and homelessness, I think that's a really good question. Because if God's hand is, is wide open to satisfy the needs of every creature, then wh- why is there still homelessness? And why is there still extreme poverty? As I was thinking about that, I wonder if this attribution is there to give us an image of what God is like for us to imitate if if God's hands are open and generous then then maybe the author of this collect is reminding us to open our hands in that way.
0: I, I think that's a good way to read it because you know we know with issues of hunger the problem is not that there literally isn't enough food uh, or that we need to be praying for rain more. The problem is that we have a uh, uh, an unjust or unfair system of distributing it or in some cases just complete lack of infrastructure makes it impossible to move food um, but those are things that are within our capacity and our responsibility to deal with. In Genesis, when God gives humans dominion over the earth, there's responsibility that comes with that. It's, you know, I think there's this kind of immature way that looks at this and says, hey, earth is ours, we can do what we want. But that's actually not what God is doing there.
1: I think what this prayer kind of calls into relief for me is that I... I am very guilty of feeling like I don't have enough, especially when it comes to money. I am a single mom who works in the nonprofit sector, and I am constantly, well, I should also say I'm a single mom who works in the nonprofit sector, who is also a travel addict and i'm constantly feeling like oh i don't have enough money to go on a trip i don't have enough money to do the stuff that i want to do you know what good is this job if i can't do the things that i want to do in my spare time and I, and i i can get really caught in that construct that i've built for myself and and what i like about this college is that it's not only saying look yo i'm going to call you out uh, so you better have a good accounting for what you did with your money and your gifts, but also reminds me that God is, is enough, that that there is enough to satisfy the needs of every living creature. And that includes me. And I need to often remember that.
2: The narrative that I tend to have for myself is that, oh, I'm a poor grad student. I can't afford to do X, Y, or Z, when actually... I'm greatly privileged that I'm able to be pursuing graduate education uh, to be working on my doctorate There are very few people um in the in the world who have i mean when when we think of of the whole world there are very few people statistically who have that privilege and sometimes I think I start comparing myself to people around me who have a higher income and i think oh i i just really don't have much money and but actually god god is is providing for me the things that i need and and this this collect reminds me to be to be thankful for that
1: well it this is a appropriate collect because as it is October now, many Episcopal churches, if not all Episcopal churches, are launching into stewardship
2: season. So I just got my letter today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. We have we have Celebration Sunday coming on October 25th, and that's when we have the opportunity to fill out our pledge cards and turn them in.
0: Yeah, we'll be kicking off, mm-hmm. I think, in about, about a week and a half after this episode drops, actually, which means that I need to get to work on my sermon because I am preaching that day, and uh, oh. yeah, and I, I don't really know where I'm going with it. The text um, that I'm inclined to work with is the Old Testament that day is God speaking out of the whirlwind in Job,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what the gospel is right off the top of my head, but I'm inclined to to try to work with the Job text, but I don't totally know where I'm going with it we've been talking about this prayer largely in the context of its economic implications. The the way this prayer is actually set up to be used today is more in an environmental sense. It appears uh, as as a collect for the Rogation days.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us what Rogation days are?
0: So I am not super expert on this. Uh, but they are days that are associated with agriculture and the harvest. That, that's their origins. The way my churches uh, treated them a couple of times are we did, one year we did a, uh, a blessing of our church's gardens and uh, people could bring in their gardening tools and we sprinkled them with holy water and, and smoked them up with incense. And then this year. We did it. I want to say Trinity Sunday, but it might actually have been maybe the Sunday after the Ascension. I can't totally remember. Uh, but in any event, uh, on that one, we just we did it as part of the regular church service. At the beginning, we uh, sensed and holy watered the the boundaries of the uh, of the church property.
1: Well, that's cool. We have been talking mostly about about money, but this. This prayer is, um, well, and maybe we started there because of the captioning of For the Rich as the previous title, but (laughs) this prayer is designated to be used on Rogation Days, and there is also, apparently in the Book of Occasional Services, there's an entire um, section starting on page 101 with provisions for an entire rogation service, which would include a procession and special prayers and, and things like that.
0: But, you know, I don't want to draw the lines so definitively, because if, I mean, if you think about some of the issues that we're facing on kind of this grand macro scale as the world's day, I think about the, the problem of climate change. Well, why is it that people are so reluctant to actually take a significant action on it? It's not because they want the world to be hotter, um, but it's just because they have strong economic incentives not to change. And I say they, and I should be, you know, talking about me too. I, you know, I travel a lot for work, so I'm complicit in this existing system, uh, and it does boil down to convenience and economics.
2: I think that sometimes in church circles people are reluctant to talk about environmental issues because when you start talking about responsibility for God's creation, and sometimes people bring into it the idea of, of corporate sin in in failing to care for God's creation and in doing things that destroy God's creation, I think sometimes people feel a great level of guilt around that that makes them uncomfortable and sometimes causes a level of denial right. of, of responsibility I, And I think that' I think that's difficult uh, for people to deal with. It's difficult for me to wrap my head around sometimes that I am responsible for for my own actions or, or my own inaction in care for creation but that I'm not responsible for the whole of humankind's inaction or actions in the good stewardship of of this beautiful creation that we've been given.
0: So the flip side of that is that that can make you make an individual or a congregation feel helpless. But I can also share that my congregation joined up with a group here in Indianapolis that was both people who people of faith and as well as secular people, there's a power plant in downtown Indianapolis, uh, and it's been there forever, and it's a coal-fired plant, and so Indy actually has pretty awful air quality as a result of that. Uh, even though you wouldn't necessarily think it just to look at the air because it's not it's not truly visible. All Saints banded together with all these other community organizations and the plant is going to be converted to natural gas between now and 2016. You know, All Saints in and of itself could not have done that, Uh, but by looking for opportunities to make a real change and uh, asking where do people need All Saints to, to show up and participate, you know, we were able to be effective in a way that's not gonna change the world, but will make a meaningful difference for our community.
2: That's really cool. I really like this idea of Rogation Days. I think so often, as a a faith tradition, Christianity can become very uh, cerebral. We always sort of try to focus on on spiritual things and higher things, and we kind of look at the world negatively sometimes. I like the idea of Rogation Days because it is celebratory of, of the earth.
1: Oh, that's such an interesting point, and you're totally right. You know, it takes you back to the early days of the church where it was much more tied to, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm thinking like New Testament stuff. There's all kinds of mm-hmm. a dichotomy between the world and the faith. Yes. But there were, um, the church was so much more intimately tied to our actual physical realm, it seems like.
0: We don't see huge amounts of that in the prayer book. But back in the section of prayers and thanksgiving, we have prayers for the harvest and prayers for rain, which are very kind of and I guess most of us aren't necessarily super tied to the agricultural system anymore, but you know, I remember in 2012 Indiana was going through an incredible drought, and I'm one of the admins on uh, on the All Saints Facebook page, and I was like, well, there's nothing else to do but post the prayer for rain because there's nothing there's nothing else we can do but pray
2: i really like it that as episcopalians we have prayers for so many things yeah (laughs) i guess that's why we're here yep (laughs) Uh, i mean we all agree that the prayer book is a good thing
1: indeed indeed
0: Well, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. To hear more shows like it, check out the other shows in the Via Media Collective, a network of podcasts with an Anglican sensibility. Find out more at viamediacollective.org or on Twitter at VM Collective. So, are we ready for the Twitter challenge? I'll go first. Okay.
1: God gives us good gifts and doesn't even mind if you re gift. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's encouraged. Hashtag stewardship.
0: <laughs> nice. I can go next. Your hand is open wide to satisfy the needs of every living creature, including termites, bedbugs, and mosquitoes. Hashtag bad creation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Give us open hands like yours, generous, creative God. Hashtag stewardship.
0: Excellent.
1: If you would like to send us your tweet about stewardship or... Uh, cat food, or anything else that you'd like to tell us. You can find us on Twitter at The Collect Call, or you can email us for you non Twitterers at The Collect Call at Axe8Movement.org. Brendan, can they find your cat food collection?
0: Uh, maybe. I've been kind of bad about posting stuff to Pinterest lately.
1: It's okay. We, we won't judge you.
0: Yeah. So, it, well, you can check if it's there by going to Pinterest.com slash call. You can also find our parent organization, the Acts 8 Movement, at acts8movement.org or on Facebook or Twitter at Acts 8 Movement. And you should especially go there now because we are not, not all the way in the middle of uh, the prayer cycle in the run-up to the installation of our new presiding bishop, Michael Curry. And there is a list of things to pray for on each day of October at the Acts 8 Movement website. So you should definitely check it out.
1: Yes, please.
0: Marlena, thank you so much for joining us again.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for
2: having me. Yay, it was so nice.
0: Can you tell our listeners where to find you?
2: I tweet at Marlanard, uh, M-A-R-L-A-Y-N-A-R-D. And also I recommend following my church, Holy See Memphis, at Holy See Memphis on Twitter. They have a really lovely Twitter feed and they live... Tweet our 1030 service every Sunday.
0: Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, just distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com.
1: And join us next week where we will be talking about the collect for St. Luke.
0: We'll see you then.